We are live. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday Night Weekly Show. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I must admit, I'm kind of glad our game is a Friday, not a Sunday, to have to do this on a Monday. It would have been really raw and fresh. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it would have been yeah, quite disastrous. So good evening to everyone. Uh, thank you for your, your comments in the chat. So you can see there's two of us tonight. CB unable to join us, unfortunately, but we are thinking of you, mate. So all the best. Um, we love you. And... JC, I'm not sure. I know he was caught up at work last week, so maybe he's stuck there again, but hopefully he jumps in soon. But Tiggs, you are with me tonight. How are you, mate? Yeah, a bit of Batman and Robin, mate, just you and I. A little bit. And a fresh yeah. haircut. And a fresh yes, haircut. Well, you good. notice. Thank you very much for, um, yeah, you know, back on the road now. We're not in lockdown, so I haven't got the, you know, the homeless Malcolm look, as I like to call it. The homeless Malcolm look, yeah. Green haircut. You got comments already. Uh, no, I probably worded that poorly. Yes, CB, CB is fine. So he's just having a night off. So he will be back on, on Monday next week, no doubt. I'm sure he's probably tuning in. He'll probably try and give us some shit at some stage. Uh, Mark, yeah, this will be a tough one, but no, we'll, we'll push on. But, yeah, so weekend was good, Bar Friday night. Yeah, yeah it, was, um, it was actually – it was a funny week, mate. You know, you know, do you watch that show called The Twilight Zone? I haven't, No. No, yeah, oh, mate, it's a classic. You got to. I grew up watching the Twilight Zone series. Fantastic, not the shitty remake, the old, the yeah, older version. The original. And I was a bit like that for me. It was, um, you know, uh, things I've never experienced for before. I, I copped. Um, and then you know we watched a travesty of a football game, which was a dead said. Look, it was it was a pig's breakfast. It was. It yeah. was woeful. Um, and then, um, and then, yeah, you know, then the week's um, gone. Um, <laughs> hi, Murray, blue lips. Yeah, then it's um, yeah, it's gone pretty good after that. But oh, really that leads me on. With your permission, I want to address what happened last week, um, and also give my thanks to all the guys in chat and everyone that tweeted their support. But yep. yeah, look, I've been doing this for about how long now? Since 2011, 12, I think. 2012 is when I started sharing stuff that I heard. Um, and I've copped a lot of heat, right? If anyone knows my big footy background, I've copped a fair bit of it. But it's always been quality heat in the sense that it's never been directed as me, my race, my colour or my skin, um, how I behave, how I look, how I speak. It was only directed at I don't believe your shit, right? And I can cop that, right? Someone doesn't believe what I say, that's fine. Just don't listen to it. You know, it's all good. It's no skin off my nose. It's not like I'm charging you $20, you know, uh, an, an episode. But what it was, some last podcast we did on that Thursday, someone mentioned in um, chat that I was hated uh, by a particular organisation. So I thought, oh, that can't be true. I, you know, hate's a strong word or disliked. I might as well have a look. My curiosity got the better of me. And um, so I did a bit. I'm not going to mention it, who it was or where it was. I don't want to give them any press. But, yeah, some of the toxic nature, it was, you know, making fun of me as a bloke, um, you know, because I've got a European background, you know, I must be a dumb wog, all that sort of stuff. Um, and it shocked me. So, but what I love about it, this is the lesson, people. What I loved about it, I read it, and my first reaction, and Michael knows me, um, and if you want here know me more as a, as a person, I'm a pretty fiery guy. Like, so my first reaction was to fight. Right, that's what I do, right? I took a breath and I said, okay, don't react. But so what I did, I shock tweeted. 
I've never done it before. I got my phone out and said, shit, you know, I can't believe you know anyway, I tweeted, I did I tweet, I did the tweet that I did. And I have to say the response and the support um, from everyone that responded uh, was overwhelming to me. It, it 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 let me know that you know there's flogs everywhere, but there's really general good people that um, value my decision to expose myself the way I have, right? And that's the only reason why I started it, right? I I'm going to I'll, I'll finish this up. I don't take all the time on it, but how this I used to in Big Forty once everyone a few select people knew I had mail, we were in private conversations only. Um, and I was reading all the stuff that the average Tiger punter was getting, and it was all a lot of crock of shit. And I said, you know what? I don't feel right um, feeding what I've got just to a select few. And this is not a, a slag of the select few. It wasn't their decision. It was all mine. So I just said, no, no, I'm not into this elitist. There's one subject. There's one certain group, and there's the other than the masses. So I got on and started saying what I was, what, what I said. And, and really, that the response that I got back validated all that. So I'm going to continue to do it. And, um, yeah, it was good. It's a, a really good thing came out of it. So thank you, everyone. Yeah, I agree. The feedback and the support was uh, amazing. And we, we love our, our listeners and the, the family, so we appreciate your love and support back the other way. Um, yeah, most definitely. Very, very much appreciated. So, anyway, uh, we do have to talk about the game, sadly. Yes, we do, <laughs> don't we? And actually, ironically enough, people are sort of hanging to hear what we've got to say about it. Um, I believe you also spoke to SEM, so hopefully you didn't get all your yeah. good material out of the way. Uh, but Richmond, the flag, mate. Richmond 210-22. Yeah, mm. I did read that correctly, sadly. Uh, defeated by St Kilda 9-8-62 by 40 points. Where do you start with the Tigs? Well, look... Yeah, where do you start? Look, probably where I'll start is that I've been proud of this side really since 2014, right, when they came in as kids, and I got really proud of them, right, and I'm bullish about them. That's why I, rang, I tend to ring SEN, particularly when Karen gets on, you know, just to nip it in the bud before he can get on his tirade. Um, but I have to admit, and Damon Harbour said it best, we let our supporters down, and it was the worst performance I have seen since even before Wallace, the, I'm talking about the spud years. Remember in the spud years, we would contest for a period of time, it would get too hard, and then we'd put our tails up and just not care about the result or care about the game and yep. just just do the motions, and that's what we did. Um, it looked to me that at the first quarter, we were absolutely dominated St Kilda, and we just couldn't score. But more importantly, we couldn't hit a target. Like, you know, you, one wing couldn't hit the forwards, Backs couldn't hit the wingers. It was like it was a chain reaction. It was like a cancer, and it got worse as the game went on and on and on. Cotton tried to spark us with the, with, you know, macho bullshit, but the Saints were up for the fight. They knew that was coming. That I knew that's part of our brand, but it was a false energy, and we just um. And I'm, look, you've got to be accountable for it. We turned our tails up, and it, it left me not embarrassed to be a Richmond supporter, but it let, it, I felt embarrassed for the club and the players themselves because I know they're better than that. Um, and it was a sick feeling because let's make no mistake, and any Saints people here, um, you know, I apologise, I don't mean disrespect, but the Saints didn't actually play that well. That's what right? probably annoyed me as well. And I think I think they would admit it too. Is that they didn't play that great. We just played a lot worse. And, yeah. yeah it, was, it was crazy. The giving up is what... what I want to see a response this week. I know it's against Gold Coast. You only can play who's in front of you, but I want to see a response. And when I say by that, I don't mean 
It has to be an 80-point win. What I mean, it has to be that chase, the tackling, the playing for each other from the moment the first ball's bounced to the last the last ball, um, ball's bounce. But in saying all this, it highlighted my belief that, you know, I'm going to get hated for this. And JC, if you're listening, mate, I'll, God bless you, mate. I'm sorry. But CCJ, uh, Chol, if they're not at the club next year, I'm not going to be crushed about it. They don't have an engine and they've been in our system, what, four years? They've been in our system now to have, have a tank or mm. not to fade out in every single game that they play. It just um, – and for those that don't like that, just have a look at have a look at Miller when he gets a game on Thursday. Have a look at a body that's ready for AFL and you have a look at um, – Tigris, he was okay, CCJ, for spurts, like that crashing in the pack, which is something you need to do more of. But faded out of it. Um and it's not just him. I'm not sticking on the young kids. Like Lambert was unsighted. Um, a lot of our guns were unsighted. Dusty, for what he normally is, was basically an invisible man. Uh, and, yeah, their midfield just completely just dropped the ball. Um, but, yeah, it was it was ugly. It was that, that first 10 minutes, I think Mark put it in the comments earlier, the first 10 minutes we were all over and it looked like a, a normal Richmond-looking game. But... And this has been a trend that's starting to frustrate me and everyone, I guess, a little bit, is no matter the dominance we had with the ball in the first quarter, we just aren't putting on scoreboard pressure. We just don't look dangerous at all. And I don't know whether that's uh, Tom Lynch not being their factor, the small forwards not getting busy factor, uh, Rewalt's doing his best, CCJ's trying to fit in. There's a few factors that probably, you know, all add up, but... When you have the ball that much, um, we've got to do better with our chances. And we leave the door open and... You know, you look at the flip side, uh, King has been one of, one of St Kilda's worst goal kickers all year. Kicks two from the boundary on a wet night. Um, What's weird yeah, we, all know, we, all, we all know the same script that teams hardly ever miss, you know, those tough shots against us. Um, but that that was the, the tale of the night, really, wasn't it? It was um, the one player who I, who I will say I thought was best on ground for us by a country mile was Pickett. Uh, I thought his effort and his intensity. I know, you know, he had turnovers, but so did, you know, everyone else out there. So I'm not going to hang that on him. But his effort, intensity, his chasing, um, his desire to try and win the ball and get it forward was sensational. So take a bow, Marlon Pickett. I thought he was exceptional. Alongside that is Broad. For me, yeah, he made a couple of mistakes, you know, drop mark, but he kept going. He never stops trying. And uh, But it was like trying to put your fingers in a dike. You know, Grimes was solid, but not the Grimes of old. Um, but, yeah, Broad was lost in, but, it, you know, it's come to light. He had a cork. So that explained his lack of mobility. Um, Hawley was horrendously bad, um, but Broad, yeah, really stood up to it. But, um, Jack, um, this is your feedback, mate, in relation to Miller's not going to tell us much about the Suns. It's more about Miller's body of work, mate. He's He was brilliant against the Hawks in the VFL, but he's been one of our better defenders or the best defender um, all year. Um, he's now done a consistent six-week block, six week block where... Um, I think it's they mentioned today that he, you know, he's coming up the match committee. So, yeah, don't worry about the Gold Coast Suns game. It's going to be a good ease in for him when he gets to play with Collingwood and get to see um, get to see how he goes. Chol has it reinvented to a key back. I don't think he's got a spot for him in the side. We've got Asprey. Obviously, that will you know Miller will take Asprey's spot, and then you know Bolter will come back, and, and we've got a couple of yeah. No, I don't see Chol being a defender. Um, he doesn't have the uh, aerobic capacity to be one, considering our defenders have to run and move and position continuously throughout games. 
Do you reckon there was a, an element of complacency amongst the playing group and maybe that coupled with coming off the bye that they just thought that, you know, like previous years, they were just going to kick into gear after the bye? Do you reckon there was anything like that? It was loss in selection. I reckon, from what I know, and we did it last year, and if like Jack sort of mentioned it on the weekend, how we got pumped by the Saints, similar round, right? We have a period of time where we, and it's people going to say, oh, Tiggs, you've given them an excuse. But I know that the midfielders we've got that have just come back, like your Lamb, but your Cochins, and the others, Prestia, another one. They're going, and Edwards is the other one. He's going through heavy training phase at the moment, right? Because they've missed so much uh, of that heavy repeat sprint or that sort of stuff. So they look to me tired. Um, and obviously, West Coast took a lot out of them and they hit a wall. That's not an excuse. That's just what I think um, was one of the symptoms of it. But we lost it a success. I think, I think Hardwick thought, no, but even though that might be a fact that our quality depth is. Bad enough that we should beat him anyway. So let's just slot Ryan in. And Ryan wasn't ready. Yeah, he had a good game against Williamstown, but his blocker games, unlike Miller, haven't been to a standard that you'll go, oh, wow, we must get this kid in, right? Miller's has. And he he obviously got injured at the beginning of the game, and I never knock a kid in his first game. You know, he tried, but he didn't have the tank for it. He, he didn't have the, the speed of foot, and he got shown up. And, you know, putting up against Ryder, like, Hardwick, what were you doing? So I put that on the coaches. I think more the coaches thought, yeah, we can get it. So it was a wet, dewy night, our dynamic. We were too tall. We didn't have the run because, you know, like I said, you know, our main running engine is tired. Or the West Coast probably took a lot more out of them, even though they had a week off. And from what I heard, the bye was more of a resting period, um, you know, a lot on the track, you know, to obviously – um, try to freshen them up as much as they can, but they needed more. They needed more. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think we're overconfident. Coaches were overconfident. Well, that's great. They won't do that again, will they? No, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have thought so. Now, Travis, I, I take your point. But that's please, true, Travis. <laughs> we're, we're here for a bit of a laugh and we, we get carried away. I think we're entitled to be a little bit confident about our side after the years that we've had, and we do get it wrong sometimes, but hopefully the players don't uh, buy into our, to our predictions. Um, this is an interesting point from the Richmond journey. Don't undermine the impact of reduced crowds. That's not a, not a bad, not a bad thought there. It's, it's probably a lot of factors at play. It was just a real shit night. And, and I, I feel bad for Samson Ryan um, to, to go into a game on your debut where everyone has just played absolute trash. Yeah. It was, it was no chance of making an impact the poor kid. And, I'll say it now, even though we'll do our changes later, and this might be controversial, but I hope he stays in the team because I don't think the game against St Kilda is an accurate reflection of him or the team as a whole, and he deserves to have a proper crack in a, a better running machine than that. Yeah, to do that though, you would have to drop either. You would have to drop Chol. Uh, it'd be stupid um, to go in three talls. I and mean, we've got Lynch hopefully yeah. against the play. Well, see, for me, yeah. yeah, I want to address one of the comments. It's di- the elephant in the room. Our dynasty's over, right? And, it, and it's, you know, love you for bringing it up. But personal opinion, it's a crock of horseshit, right? Let's be honest here. The Hawks, after they won their flag, they had a year where they didn't even make finals. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. And then they went bang, 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 right? So for us, we've been up for five years and we've done extremely well, better, dare I say, than Hawthorne because we've won three out of four. But we've also won more finals games than they have in that period of time. I think we had the second highest winning finals percentage. Someone tweeted that data out, which I found fascinating. So this year, obviously, we've had an injury list 
and people talk down our injuries, but, you know, 13 of your top 22 players consistently out. Let's forget what period of time, predominantly all in the one um, one um, part of the ground. So Dusty then has to carry the whole midfield. He's going to get tired, and I think we're starting to see that now. Um, and then they've got to come back and get match fit, so that's always a lag time of two or three weeks. And then we once they come in, we lose a couple more. So it might not be our year, but in saying that, when we hit finals, all we need to do is home and away record. This is what I said to Kane today. I said, mate, home and away record means nothing come finals. I said, you can qualify. I said, talk to Port Adelaide. They lost one game, wasn't it? Two games. Then they come up against us in the preliminary final and we, we beat them. So... Um, we've just got to make sure, and this is, I'm, I'm 100% adamant, this is what I believe the coaches would be doing, let's just get enough wins to qualify and let's make sure two weeks, three weeks before final start, we're starting to hit our brand um, with consistency. And then I reckon we're in for a shot because this shit about us beating one top eight side is a bit of a furphy the media's like. So, yes, it's true, but in saying that we lost to Port by two points, which we should have won that game because... No way Gray's goal was a Gray's goal because it was out, out of bounds before he kicked it. Um, then we lost to West Coast based on our own errors. So that's really three out of the six we've played, 50% win record. Melbourne, we only could rotate 41 times because we were slammed three injuries in a game. And um, the other two, the other, the other two, yeah, we got fair and square done why because we're not in form. Plus we had injuries and stuff. But to suggest that means we cannot beat them when we play them in the in the big games in finals is a joke. We can. I think we just need to start seeing that form change sooner rather than later. Yeah, we have to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just going to click overnight. Like, if we're going to be serious about having a crack in finals, we have to have at least three or four weeks' worth of some kind of form. And at the moment, there is zero cohesion. There's zero danger. We're leaking goals. It's We're looking at shambles. I know there's factors that make that happen, but it's, um, it's a daunting task. And Thankfully, somehow, we stayed in the eight after this week because Hawthorne did us a solid favour by uh, knocking off the Giants. So shout out to the Hawks. Thank you for that. Because yeah. we could have quite easily been straight out of the eight um, and probably deservedly so based on how we were playing. But, yeah, it's uh, yeah, we've got to turn a lot of things around. And these stats that I read out of the things we have to change quickly if we're going to be any chance at um, making an impact. Inside 50 efficiency, granted it was a bit of a wet ball, but 32.6% is just rubbish. Clearances, we lost 23 to 42 and contested possession, we lost 120 to 142. So we're just getting beaten all the key indicators that yeah. are usually things we would do well at. And our efficiency has been down all year, uh, and it's it's no surprise that it reflects accordingly in our win-loss ratio. So we just need to – there's a lot of things we've got to course correct. Um, before we push on, a few people have asked this question as well. The assistant coaching situation, is there any element of truth? Not truth, but do you think it plays a part that – let me just bring up the stats. We obviously lost Lepper and lost uh, McRae, and they were two, you know, two of the best coaches, assistant coaches that we had for quite some time. So at the start of this year, for the first time in a premiership defence under Dimmer, we began the season with every line coach in a different role compared to last year. Now, I know they're, they're grown men. They have learned the game plan for years and they should be able to execute it accordingly. But is having all these line coaches in different positions a factor? Because the Bulldogs did the same thing in 2017 after they won in 2016 and it didn't work out well for them either. Yeah, look, I'm, I've got a few people, as people know, um, some particularly here now, I, I know a few people in the, in the industry, right? 
Um, and Hal was explained to me, because this is more in relation to the Bulldogs when, when that subject came up, it's for future growth. It actually serves your club. You, yeah, you get a risk that you might get a little bit of um, two steps back to go four steps forward because you could just say, yeah, the Bulldogs had an impact, um, but now you look at them now. Um, but in saying that with us, we do have Neil Barm at the club and we still have Brendan Gale, who's footy smart, and we still have um, Damon Hardwick as well to oversee the whole structure. So for me, it's it's more of a cop-out. What What's hurt us? And um, there's a comment there, yeah, look, every, every era you have to fall down. And, look, Travis, I, I'm not arguing with you on purpose, mate, and I agree with you, um, you know, but for define era for me, let's say, for example, we don't we make finals, but we don't win a flag, right? We uh, we don't even make the preliminary final, but then next year we make a preliminary final. Does that mean the era has stopped? No, to me, the era for me is when you drop back down. And you're not even making finals consistently. Yeah. If you're always in, that's why, like for example, with Geelong. I admire them as a club because even though the way they recruit, they recruit for the now, so they always stay up. But um, they always are in the picture, even though, you know, they have the joke that they can't contend. Um, they always are keeping their their possibility um, to win one quite high, and this might be their year. But, uh, no, our, our, our talent is still young enough. Our top-end talent still got a good three years left in them. Um but I agree with I agree with Reese. If we don't if we don't make at least a prelim, it is definitely a failed season. But in saying that, we've had no clubs being hit with injuries. Probably the Saints, in part, yeah, probably equal towards us. As consistent amount of injuries as we have. Um, but well, we're different from the Saints. We're different from the Cats. We've got a massive draft hand, right? We're also a destination club. Make no mistake about that. This off-season is going to either continue our era or, Reese, you'll be right, if we fuck it, it's going to fuck us. It's going to end it earlier than it needs to. That's how huge I wait this off-season. And um, I have full faith faith in the club that we have and the people uh, making those calls. Uh, now, we're about to get into listener questions shortly. Uh, so start getting your questions ready. But before we do, if if the era is over, if it is, I want everyone to go to your man cave, your garage, your office, whatever it might be. Go pick up a bit of memorabilia that you've bought in the last four years. Just look at it and just appreciate the times that we have had. If this yeah. happens to be the downhill spiral, because the end's going to come at some stage. There's no doubt about that. We, we can't deny that. And if it is, it is. But let's make sure we always appreciate and remember the good times the club's given us uh, and the sun always comes up the next day. So there's still plenty of life left in the Tigers. Make no mistake about it. Yes, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, but let's uh, make sure we enjoy what we've what we've been able to see and experience in this last little bit of time too. Jack, what do you mean, mate? Like uh, we had similar issues the last few years. You're talking about off-field? Yeah, I think the we did have injuries last year, Jack, but I think, and we've said this before on the show, the difference between, and this isn't making excuses, this is just all factual, the difference between this year and last year is we've had multiple injuries on the same line. You look at the weekend just gone, we've just lost three backmen in the one game that are going to be out for, well, we've lost yeah. in May play, uh, but you lose Broad and Bolte, two of your sort of key key pillars. Um, it's I think it's the quantity in the same spot that's hurting us, whereas previous yeah. years we'd lose one forward, a mid, a defender, so you're kind of able to, to cover yeah. it, but it's definitely testing our depth 100%, but... Yeah, yeah, you're spot on, Jack. That's where the difference is. We've we've lost five out of our top six midfielders. 
for the first half of the season. Just just let that sink in a little bit, right? And so we, we lost five, right, So of our top-line midfield, as it was at the start of the year. Obviously, Shy Bolton stepped up, and but outside of that, we've been playing kids, and you can't really um, – and that's going to uh, snowball effects, you know. Um, that's going to snowball effects um, every other line, right, because we can't allow pressure on the on – the, um, on the ball carrier like we used to, so expen- our, our back back line gets opened up. That's why I've got real strong faith. As soon as the midfield clicks, we'll go back to our old-fashioned game plan. I've got no doubt. It's And unfortunately, it's actually on them because we're getting smashed in there. We get, we're applying yeah. no pressure to other teams' midfielders, which gives them easy shots, and we're not winning the ball ourselves, giving ourselves zero chance of scoring. So it does start and end there. Yeah, well, because our midfield always has been uh, the actual the first layer of defence. Our midfield was like a big defensive line. If you know, we always would run it from the back line, and the midfields and the half forwards would carry the ball forward, and we'll kick it, and then the chaos and all that sort of stuff. The reason we haven't been able to do that is because we haven't had the quality of midfielders in there, um, and when they have gone in there, like last week, they're not haven't got the tank to keep on running it, and all that. Um, you can tell Dangerfield is playing with Yeah, so you you can um, – yeah, so that for me is legitimate reasons. They're not – but we, we should have beaten the Saints. Even with all that said, we should have beaten them. Um, but I reckon we just – we just got – we overreached. It won't happen again. That's one good thing about our club. Even all the naysayers, we rarely make the same mistake twice. So um, that's why we don't – when have we lost a rematch against an oppo? Well, it's, it's, that trend's going to have to continue this year. Yeah, yeah. let's, let's hope so. And that's so, what we need. It'd be awesome to, that, that it does. All right, listeners, you got. we'll open the floor up, start sending through some questions. Um, I know there's been a lot come through already, but we'll answer as best we can. Um, Friday had a day out, yeah. The, the draft hand is an interesting one for this year, isn't it? Uh, a few people were probably jovially saying to me that we should bottom out and do a West Coast and uh, try and get an early pick and, and reset, but... It's going to be fascinating to see what we do there and, and how much that sort of uh, hopefully boosts back up next year. But uh, first one from Dario Tiggs. Will RCD be back in the side? Really think he needs to be in. He had a good game yeah, in the BFL. Yeah, I think he will. Um, I think now too, because of our injuries, I reckon we'll push Edwards in the half back line, back line because he's played there before. He's creative. I think we're a bit too stale in the back half. Um, we're too easily predictable um, with our ball movement coming from the back half. So... I wouldn't be surprised if RCD comes in um, for Edwards and Edwards gets shifted um, to the back half or vis-a-vis Edwards actually goes to the forward line, half forward line, to create that, you know, X factor and we still bring RCD in. Um, I love the fact now that he's back in the VFL, he looks a different player after he's played games with us. So that generally is a key sign that, yeah, he's, he now knows He's a midfielder. He, a above, didn't he? he was... does, yeah. Even with some of his, you know, you could see before he would take a, a second or two before he made a decision. Now everything was just like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm surrounded by VFL players. I'm an AFL player. That's how he looked to me and how he played. So I reckon he'll come in in a perfect game for, um, perfect game against Gold Coast Suns. You know, if he can, I'd put him on Rao, who's not in great form. I'd just put him on him. You know, go, go head to head or get their best mid and say, you know what, go for it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, give him a bit of confidence to that. But I see him definitely coming back. Uh, when is Nank back? He's critical to our structure. I don't think he's due back this week, but hopefully next week. But we, you know, you watch the last three or four games and it really highlights how much we value and miss Nank. 
Yeah, yeah. And then on Thursday wouldn't have happened. We could have been playing as shit as we were and Nank would have fallen on blokes, right? And then backed up Cochin's aggression. And Ryder would not have been able to push him around. He would have, he would have, um, yeah, he would have shorn up the defence. Uh, yeah, next our barometer type of thing. I hate using that word because I always think of that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he yeah, played but, again yeah. last week, didn't he? <laughs> but I, I'm hearing, I heard just on, um, I just heard, I think it was yesterday, yeah, it was Sunday. Um, I heard that, don't be surprised if he comes back for the Queensland game, but they really make sure he's 100% right. So round 18, that's when he should come back. Hopefully earlier, but I'm hearing it's a lot for round 18. Oh, yeah, so Bobby said two more weeks. That kind of is a, about the, the same time. Uh, what about Sydney Stack? He's starting to, to build some form and getting some runs on the board in the VFL. Yeah, he's – I'm not knocking Stack already, but I want him to stay on the list next year. I've said that. But I think we're over that period of time where we're getting towards the business end of the year. I think we go, okay, we've got our mids back. Right, they have to play. Get RCD in, great. Half forward line. That's the only place I could see him on. I can't see him in the back line. If you can play in the half forward line, just just drop George for heaven's sake. Just he needs a rocket up his ass. I'm sorry because the, the game against the Saints, and this is it's not just on George, but George is renowned for it because he's not a very skillful guy, even though he's a dead, you know, a great shot of goal. His work rate was not there, and that's George's one wood, right? So I'd go, hey mate, you're a limited footballer. We have you because. You do something for us, but, um, you know, your drop, stack, you get in. This is your one opportunity, mate. I want you just to hassle and bustle. I want you to create chaos. Go for every mark, you know, see what you can do. So I'd love to see him in. Uh, the, well, you know, this will be interesting come selection time. 90% chance of showers, 10 to 15 mil of rain this Thursday night. Uh so do we reckon the game's going to be played at Gold Coast still? There's a lot of chatter that it's going to get all moved down here, which is kind of ironic how it's come full circle. It'll be a complete overreaction. I'm sorry, I don't get into this COVID debate. My wife's a paramedic, right? So um, if they if they close the competition because of two cases, like we're talking about two, that's just a way overreaction. Or move, move, you know, people go to hubs because, my oh God, WA's got one case. That's a complete overreaction. It's different if, if, if the other states were like Sydney, where it's hit the hundreds, then it exponentially can get bigger and bigger and bigger. If they don't uh, put the fuse, yeah, then I can understand it. But I reckon everything is just, you know, John Ralph and the other flogs trying to, um, you know. To, to Lee's comment, will we bring in another three tolls if there's 90% chance of rain? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, and we'll take a couple more. Is Maurice Ferrelli Jr. a chance? I love Jack. Great question, mate. I I say yes. I this kid tackles like a machine. His his second and third efforts for me is the best of any player I've seen. Now that's a big call, right? Because there's a lot of great players that do the first contest and the second contest. Cyril is one that springs to mind. But his ability to after the first contest, let's say the ball spills out of his area after he's done a pressure act, he literally goes an extra level and gets to second, and then if he needs to, he'll go to third. And a lot of players don't do that. A lot of players will do one contest, maybe two, every other one. This, this kid does it all the time. Um, so, and we need that. What we're missing, in my opinion, Richmond, is that swarm, that, you know, full-on aggressive. If you're a defender, 
we're going to be breathing behind your back no matter where the ball is. You know, there's ball, get ball, win ball. That's what we miss in the forward line. Um, if you remember, a lot of our scores used to be genera- generated from um, forward half. That's why we used to be a forward half team. That's dried up. And I, if you go back to um, podcast early in the year, I was worried about that. We've changed the met- that methodology has been changed, and I don't think it's all. The- I thought it was more about the new rule, but it's because we don't have players like a uh, like a Rioli, and we need him. How good would it be as a morale for the team when he gets his jumper? He gets picked. He creates two or three turnovers. I know, but you don't want to risk putting him in underdone. Like he, he, I know we don't like to judge things based on numbers. He's not getting a hell of a lot of the ball, but. I know what you mean with his second and third efforts, but is that where somewhere like a more physical and matured person like a Matt Parker, who people have mentioned in the chat, he does the, he's had 10 tackles and eight tackles in his first two games, and yeah. he's just psychotic at his attack on the ball. But he's ill-disciplined. He is. He is. He is ill-disciplined. Oh, maybe so, but Rioli got reported, so he's probably not much. Yeah, but yeah, I hear you. But Rioli – so the reason – look, Parker for me is like I was with Pickett. Like I'm still am with Pickett. If there's a kid – with a higher ceiling, um, and uh, you've got a potential to give him a game just to see how he goes in the big games, I would put that kid in and take the more experienced guy out that has only got a couple of years left of football in him. I would just do that. That's how I am. I, that I dislike the other guy. I just, like always, you've got to have youth. Give give you to. And, uh, you know, Glenn, I've seen a lot of Riola in the VFL. Yeah, his tank's an issue. I get that, right? But if we... Give him a defined role. He's playing Gold Coast Suns, which aren't a great aerobic side. Plop him in the forward forward line, and mate, we just want you to harass within the forward arc. So if there's a loose ball, just chase it. You know, stay under mm. the tall's feet, something like that. Um, I reckon it has value. Be interesting to see what path they go down because there will be changes. Uh, we know that. Because one, a thing team- one thing I'll say, sorry, on that, Sirioli had shocking VFL form. Ask any hawk. When he was at the VFL, he was shocking. He would do one or two brilliant things, but really just meander in the game. Just tell some players are big game players. Uh, wait, this is the last one. Is there a demotivation factor at all, do you think, amongst the playing group? Demotivation. Just for their performance, oh. like are they lacking a care factor or anything like that, or is it? Look, don't think anyone that's done competitive sport, you, this you lose hunger is bullshit to me. You always go out to win. If you're a, if you like to win and you're used to winning and you love winning, um, you always want to keep winning, right? And even in our losses, we've always had spurts where we've come, we've clawed back, right? It's only been a couple of games, just un- Richmond, like the Swans game, and obviously the one just on the weekend where we we just there was no fight. We gave up our. We just turned tail. Um, I don't think I don't think it's demotivated. I don't think it's like a hunter. I think it's a uh, lack of personnel, lack, and then it's gone from that into a lack of fitness and a lack of touch. Um, that's what I think. I seriously think the players believe that once they click, the whole go on, a hundred percent. And you just listen to Jack; you can hear it in his voice. He literally believes that too. The telling sign for me will be how they play this week. If they put up a, a similar performance to what we did against the Saints, it's almost curtains, I reckon. I know there's still rounds to go, but if they're serious about you know their performance and where they want to go this year, they, they're going to have to really step up 
what they dished up last week. And they know that. Like you said, you can tell from what Jack said on uh, Fox footy and whatnot. Um, but the one thing that annoys me, and I think this is what a few people are alluding to, is I don't mind losing. It's how you lose. And that the way we lost was just shit. So, and we don't want to see that. I, I know you can't be up every week. It's impossible to be so. So hopefully they respond, they regroup and come back out uh, all guns blazing yeah. this week. They have to. It, uh, really, it's yeah. all these games now are must-wins. If you want to, like, top four is yeah. done and dusted. Don't worry about that. Yeah. It's ma- trying to stay in the eight now. There's people breathing down our neck. Um, the the club has now put the pressure on themselves to win all these games to stay in the hunt for finals. And, you know, they've got to see how they respond. They, they've got to put in the effort. They've got to, got to chase, harass, convert and do everything. So... They've got to play uh, the Richmond Green. They have to play the, where, they, yeah, yeah. where one player backs up the next one. You know how everyone's amazed about, you know, one of our defenders will go go in, you know, to um, to try to get the ball, um, fail, but then there's the second defender just zoning right in to offer support. And the next thing you know, there's three or four Richmond jumpers around the one. That's what we need to get back to. And skill um, uh, has no bearing on that. Fitness probably, but not not as much, I don't think. It's 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 work rate, and at the and that's what's so sad about the St Kilda game. We were completely outworked. They wanted it more. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely so, wanted it more. And did, Bobby's not. What is our brand now? It's in. Look, I still believe our brand's here. I, I um, it's going to be a while before anyone can boot it out. And it's it funny. Just having, it's a, like, it just having a roster day off against St Kilda. Yeah, brand, no, it? well, no, I think it's deeper it than that. I think, I think we can get back to it really quickly. Hope so. It's yeah. It's in the response. So Tiger fans watching the game this week, all we're looking for is the response. So and you, I think you'll know early on. You'll know early on. But um, we'll see how we go. All right, we've got the game against the Gold Coast Suns, which for all intents and purposes is Thursday night uh, at Metricon. The Gold Coast lost to North by nine points. Um, It's it's honestly it's a danger game. Like there's no other way to put it. We we are in the gun. We need to win. They're, they're going to see or sense that we're right for the taking, um, and it's game on tick. So we'll have a look at the ins and outs first. So, I mean, we all know that Bolter, who thankfully it wasn't an ACL, I think the club came out today and said it looks like it was bone bruising on the knee and ankle syndesmosis. I know I know that's a shit injury anyway, but you would take that over the ACL. So I think he and Brody have actually got the same injury and having the same operation. So all the best to them too. Uh, Vlosten will probably, as apparently 50-50, he had a corked thigh, I think it was, uh, that battled through the game. So he might be out. And at this stage, Tiggs, it sounds like Lynch and Asprey are coming back oh, in. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it'd be good to get Asprey in, particularly too if we do choose to pick Miller, which I which I hope to heaven we do, because um, working with um, Asprey and Grimes, um, what's the only positive I've seen with Bolter going down if you had to – I was thinking about this yesterday. It allows Grimes to go back to what Bolter's – he conceded the role to Bolter, which is more the intercept, you know, uh, the go-to guy. But, um, Grimes can do that role now. Um, and then you've got the two big boys in Asprey and Miller. I reckon it can work because you've still got lost and you've still got – if they bring – if, if Hawley's my one that needs to be dropped, so but we'll go that when we get to that stage. So, you know, if you put Edwards in the half-back line and you have Edwards one flank um, short on the other, uh, you've got Baker there. That's a defensive – defense. you know, he can play just off the centre square and run back to defence. Um, and then you've got – yeah, it's good synergy there for me. And I can see talent across most of the line if we did that. But um, 
So who's who's coming in then for Bolter? Is it Miller? I'm guessing Miller. Yeah, for me, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, Miller. Yeah, Miller has to come in. Uh, Broad, who's going to come in for Broad? I well, like the suggestion of Mansell. I don't mind that one. Yeah, Mansell. Look, I rate him. He's a, he's a straight line runner. He's a and he's he's hard as a cat. Said I'd love for him to come in um, uh, for Broad, but I don't think that will happen. I've got a feeling Asprey for Broad. If he's right to yeah, go, is, is yeah, yeah. I reckon it's Asprey for Broad. Is it then risky if we're working on a hypothetical that Miller's in to bring in Asprey and Miller? Given the Broad's probably a bit more mobile type of player than those two. No, Miller is deceptively mobile. He, he, is he is Mark, yeah. People because of his frame, they, they just assume he, you know, he's an Asprey climb because he's taking Asprey's spot. It's not is he might look and I rate Asprey. Um he's an extra couple of levels potentially higher than Asprey. He's great, great lateral movement, great hands. His difference between now and prior years, why he got dropped off the senior list as a rookie. They had real worries that it was taking him too long to read the play, right? So one-on-one contest, he was great, but he, he he had the issue that he did not know when the ball was going to come, so what position to be on his on the forward. That has been addressed. That has been addressed. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll compliment Asprey and he'll compliment Grimes. Thank you, Bill. That was the other one I missed, Troll 50-50 with a dislocated finger. Um I mean, if he's 50-50, the club tend to err on the side of caution. But if Lynch is coming back in, that, that one kind of makes sense. But then that would mean that Samson Ryan probably stays in if Troll's out. If Troll plays, I assume it's probably going to be Samson Ryan out for Lynch, even though I would like to see Samson get a couple more games. But you have to also understand we need our best players playing because yeah. uh, we need to get the wins on the board. So it's not the time to experiment. I get that. Yeah, I don't think Troll will play. Um I don't think he'll play at all. Um, so, which is a blessing. I don't no disrespect Joel, but it's a blessing. Um, he doesn't play, and I'm a Joel fan, right? I'm fully on that. I think you know, I've been really, really high praise for the kid in some of his games, but um, uh, yeah, he needs he needs a bit of a spell. I think he's had a bit of a taste now. Plus, it's going to throw it throws out our balance completely. Your boy Nash. A few people are chucking his name out there in the chat. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope so. Look, but at the end of the day, where do you put him in? Like, you've got to make a hard call. What do people think about Woolley? I love Woolley. I love what he's done. I'll never forget him. But I think the credits he had in the bank are fast dwindling, in my opinion, That in relation to he deserves his spot. What do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um uh, it's it's kind of going down this, your sort of path of if there's a younger kid who you, you're going to get another, you know, seven, eight years out of, do you run with him? But at the same time, but we're at the stage now where we, we kind of need to play known quantities to try and give ourselves the best chance of possible of winning, but that might not be the right option. Um, it's it's a real catch-22, the Hawley one. Yeah, my worry is Oppo know that he's struggling and playing through his opponent. So many one-on-one contests he lost. And, he, and I'm not saying he's soft. Right, he's proven time and time again he's, he, he doesn't lack for courage. Um, but yeah, they just they just went right through him, and he's a, they treated him with disdain. Um, yeah, so he needs. I think it's time now that his spot gets transitioned out and brings someone like a Mansell in. The other one that I'm liking, one I'm seeing in the VFL, is Ross's role. I wasn't sold on it, right? 
because it breaks my heart. It's very Colton to do this. You, you, you get in a mid that shows quality of signs as a mid and then you play him out of position. But his disposal needs a lot of work. But he's, he's kicking to space, he's kicking to advantage, but his ability to run and create offensive chains surprising the, surprised the crap out of me. He looks mm. stable you know, when a defender looks confident with the ball and in what they're we doing. He looks at, to me, Ross. So I would love if Hawley's going to get dropped and Mansell doesn't get the pick because of matchup, because we've got Baker. That's how Mansell's not. We've got Baker, we've got Short, they're similar heights. If we want to get someone a little bit taller, but also with aggression, a big enough body, but he's slimmed down in the sense that he's still a little bit bigger than a standard half back flanker, but he's got a bit of toe about him, maybe drop all in, put Ross in, reward him for him being, you know, his re-education, see how he goes. No, it'll be interesting to see how, what we do selection time. It's yeah, going to be fascinating. Thank you for that, Alex. It is, this is much better than watching TV. So uh, I was alluded to the fact that we coincide or we run after AFL 360, but we'd like to think we're better than them. Um, we'll talk about... Can I just refer Don King? I agree with you, mate. I, what I really want to have happen, though, mate, is that we save him for finals. I think he can't play 22 games anymore. He's showing you can't. Let's save Hawley. There's a few we'll like that. Cochin's in that same boat, too. Exactly the same. 22 anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Matchup-wise, the, the sons of uh, a young, they're... They're going to come hard at us. Uh, the other King brother, Ben King, what are we doing with him? I mean, Noah Bolter was obviously going to be the matchup if he was playing, which he is now not. Yeah. Is Asprey too slow? Is Miller strong enough or is Grimes used? Look, Ben, they go through Ben King. They they you, they do the mistake that we used to with Richo and with Jack Rewalt in his early days, always go, go to him. So what I would do is at the start probably give Ben Miller – um, a crack at him, he's mobile enough, he's tall enough um, with, with Grimes as support um, to float in. I reckon those two will be able to contain him pretty easily. And Ben Miller, oh, he's, he's one of the best tools I've seen and I rate him highly. He, but the knock I've got on him, he can crack the shits and when it's not going well for him, his productivity just drops. Um, so, yeah, I'd be putting Ben Miller or, or and Grimes or just Grimes. Uh, in the midfield, uh, Took Mill has been probably their, well, I wouldn't say highlight because they've got, they do have some good mids, but he's um, he's been a bit damaging. He's got the flair, doesn't mind a bit of the hard stuff, and he's kind of, dare we say, their barometer in, in some ways. Do we have to sort of, how are we going to arrest the midfield issues that we've got? I mean, last week they had Ainsworth, Miller, obviously Matt Rowell. Um, I suppose Anderson goes through there. Greenwood goes through there. Brandon Ellis goes through there. So, we should have to, what are we going to do on these plays to make sure we don't get smashed in clearances again? Let's play our way. Let's, yeah, I, I agree uh, with Jack here. Um, but I said the same thing with the Saints, right? So, this is if I was touching this, is my challenge. Even at our worst, we should be better than what Gold Coast can have throw at us in the midfield. You know, Koch and Martin, Shy Bolton, you know, they all had the worst games I've ever seen. Like, Shy was just a little. He was shocked. He, he? he might as well not have played, right? Yeah. He was he was a non non he was a non-entity, right? So I would throw the challenge back at them. I would say, okay, you've got the light, you know, things coloured. I want our group versus their group instead of just going by opponent and see what happens. Um but yeah, that's how I, I see it going. I don't think we'll worry about matching up, but it would just be our midfield group against theirs, and we'll see how we go. Uh, Garth, a few people have mentioned Garth. Yeah. 
he, he, he looks good. Playing forward, but I think he didn't. He play back. He played back on the weekend. Yeah, he played back just on the weekend. He had a necessity, I think. So, yeah. I mean, well, with I Lynch coming issue. back in, I don't think he can come forward. So, I think the only spot for him would be defence if he was to come back in. Yeah. I like his leadership, but he, I don't. I love his leadership, and I love him as a bloke too. Um, this is just my opinion. He doesn't have the mobility. He doesn't have the. He's a smart footballer, but he doesn't have the ability. We've just got other backmen, I believe, that play his position and have greater potential. That's that's not saying he can't play football. Like, he'd be great in, like, Gold Coast or great in, in North Melbourne, funny enough. He'd get opportunities. But uh, for his type, I think, yeah, uh, he just hasn't got a spot. Yeah, no, that, no, that makes sense. Um, who else we've got? For, is there anyone else that you're... Worried about for the for the Suns. The coaches is obviously another good play for them, um, and the ruck Zach Smith. I mean, I know he's not their first choice rucking because Wits is out. Yeah. But if we're yeah. going in with uh, CCJ slash Ryan slash Troll, um, I, I wouldn't worry about him. Oh, like this again. If we if we've sunk so low that we have to worry about the Gold Coast ruck. Um, we might as well just, you know, tank for draft picks, right? It's, and I know that sounds really brutal and disrespectful to the oppo, but no, we all know where the Gold Coast Sun's at, right? This is a time of year where they're, they're having benders, right, after losses. This is a time of year they're just waiting for the season to finish. You know, if we put pressure on them at the start, we break their spirit, it'll be like that. we'll just romp at home. Um, but what I want, but I don't think we'll kick a huge score. I think it'll be more about once we know we've got the game Running let's okay. Now we're gonna go back to our game plan. Stop this like struggled saying, stop this chip shit. This is how I want to see us play this quarter. All right, now we want to change up. This is how I want to see. We'll use it more as like a training drill, funny enough. If we've got my, on top of my big concern is the trend continues where we show that dominance early on, but we don't hit the scoreboard and leave that window open. Because we all know no, no matter how good or bad the two teams playing are momentum shifts during the game and we just haven't been able to capitalize on our chances yeah. in the last month or so and if we don't do it again it it could start ringing alarm bells yeah look it could but we just have to back the system that we've got the thing is like i, I saw a couple of people posting um that you know some negative stuff which is fine you know we all got different opinions we're all tigers so it's, they're all respected but the way i see it is Sometimes you teams go through a form slump, but it doesn't mean their system, their quality is completely shit, right? Like you throw the baby out with the bathwater. Our system's been proven now for five years to work, right? We've shown glimpses when we when we've got all the pieces moving in the right direction. It can still work. Um, so um, yeah, I re I trust the process. I trust. It sounds really freaking sick. I hate when people tell me that. Trust I trust. The <laughs> I trust our, uh, yeah, I trust our game style. I trust the coaches we have. So I mentioned before that I think that guy who wanted us to answer his question um, forgot your name, mate. Um, said, "Oh, yeah, now all of our intellectual talent has left with Carousella and Rutten." No, hold on. They left two years ago. We still want a flag, right? So I don't prescribe to that. We've got really good coaches. We've got really smart coaches. Um, it's just the team's been playing shit. That happens. Got to turn it around, and it starts this Thursday night. So the challenge is well and truly on, folks. Um, just going to 
tune in and hope for the best. And um, good luck to all the, the people up there going to the game. What's your oh, yeah, very for us if you can. Absolutely. Get, get loud. We do have a good supporter base up in Queensland, it must be said. Uh, what was your tip and margin for this one? Well, and um, there was actually on a whole lot of really good call. Um, <coughs> even though we've got a lot not working, we've got a lot. We're still the number one by an absolute country mile for score from turnovers, right? Um, it's just like you said, we haven't we had the ability to really make it hurt, you know, and I reckon Lynch coming in will fix that. I reckon um, having a, a forward line of Lynch and CCJ and Jack Rewalt will really trouble opposition, particularly too if we can use it well enough. Um, if our midfielders click into gear and play to even 80% of their level by foot and by hand, we should win this game by around about 36 points. Because um, yeah. you can understand the goal coach will flood. As soon as that happens, they'll flood. We have, and we have struggled with the, the flood against various teams. So yeah. I, I'm agreeing with all the comments I'm seeing in here. We need to just get back to our running gun game, get the yeah. ball moving forward at all costs. Um, I want to make sure we can string some chains of play together. The amount of times that we had a skill error that stopped a, a slingshot attack and we cost ourselves momentum, that, that's a, it's a game plan killer. Um, and that's not on the coaches, that's on the players. So hopefully the players get their shit together. I'm happy for just four points, to be honest. But to pick a margin, I'll say I'll say Richmond by 25. Um, I just want us to get our confidence back and, and get back to playing some sort of a Richmond brand of football. But the challenge will be there for us. Um, and we, we must win this game to stay in the eight. So we'll, we'll see how we go. That's it. Oh, and guys, if you can, um, you know, if you... If you can give feedback to Channel 7 and tell them to go fuck fuck themselves, please do so. Have you seen the media shit we've caught? One was like after a game where two of our players got badly injured, they bring out a fucking childish me about all the competition celebrating our issues. Oh, um, yeah, I did. did and then did some that. other fog, and I had Max Hudson, the journo, fucking tweet me back. Um, said we Bradbury in our way into an eight. And I said, you have no idea what Bradbury means. We actually were in the eight before the round started. And That's we right. In yeah. You know? It's the other way. It, it's, yeah. yeah. And I said to him, mate, you, you've got to pay respect. You're talking about the reigning premiership team. Have a bit of respect. Yeah. Oh. Oh. It was just a metaphor. It was a friendly metaphor. Relax, Tiger. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we do what we do, to give all our Tiger friends a Tiger perspective and we'll call it how it is, but, we, yeah, hopefully a bit more enjoyable than them. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for tuning in tonight. Much appreciated. Thanks for all your comments and your questions coming through. We we, are, we love getting involved with the audience. Um, hopefully we get the win on Thursday night and we can regroup on Monday with uh, CB and hopefully JC to talk about uh, a win would be nice. Otherwise, it's going to be a real awkward show. <laughs> yeah. And Tigers, we'll, we'll turn this around. I've got no doubt. And when we do those vlogs like Robbo, Waitley, Karen Corns, um, yeah, trust me, I'll be ringing Sam. And, Lee, what I basically just said to him, mate, yeah, we had a shit one. <clears throat> it happens. Uh, but home and away form uh, means nothing when it comes to finals. So let's just qualify and see what happens. Absolutely. And uh, go Tigers once again. And uh, we'll see, see you all on Monday night. And, again, guys, thank you for all your support.